Hey there, it's Rasa. Just checking in for the show to remind you to follow the Patreon link at youmustknoweverything.com for way cool stickers, shoutouts, birthday greetings, and bonus content. Or shop our store for vexing question t-shirts, hoodies, and mugs for yourself or the special someone in your life. Now, on with the show! Hello, Rasa. Hi, Dad. How are you today? I'm doing good. Wonderful. Are you ready to know everything? Yes, I am. Let's knowledge up and blast away. Today, I want to teach you about being a student and specifically what classes to pick when you have the choice. You're in fifth grade now. So far, all your classes are chosen for you. The only choice you have is what happens after school, what are called extracurriculars. Soccer, Girl Scouts, guitar, you name it. But soon, you will have a choice in what classes to take in school too. These classes you get to choose are called electives, and they start in middle school, expand in high school, and can make up half or more of college. Awesome! My tip for those is this. When you have the choice to take whatever class you want, pick some based on what interests you the most, but pick others based on which have the best teacher. A great teacher will interest you in a topic whether you know or care anything about it beforehand or not, and give you whole new worlds to explore and increase your ability to contribute to all the worlds you're already in. This sounds exciting, but how do you know which teacher will do a good job? Great question. You gotta ask around and you gotta sit in. What's cool about electives is often you get a chance to try them at least for a day or two, sometimes a week or two first before you have to commit to the class. But it's also important to talk to older students, other people in the community and figure out who can really light a fire in a place you didn't know. When I was your age, I was really into two things, reading and computer games. I wasn't good at math and science and I knew nothing about the natural world, but two of the best teachers in my high school were math and physics teachers. Taking their classes made me passionate about those topics and opened all sorts of new ways to explore and see the world with numbers. And one of the best teachers in my college taught environmental studies. He got me outdoors, reading and playing in the natural world, the same way I already read books and played on screen. Those lessons in part eventually brought me to where we live now, Montana, where I can be a bookworm, a computer gamer, a numbers guy, and an outdoor adventurer. I didn't know I could care about those topics beforehand, but I heard or identified who the best teachers were, and then their passions became mine. So, if the best teachers were in music and psychology, you would have taken those instead and been a rock star or a therapist? Maybe so. Our destiny isn't limited to what we start with in school or life. Great teachers make us more interested so we become more interesting. So find the best teachers and take their classes 
whatever they are. Bowling, basket weaving, British history, brain surgery. There's so much I don't know I need to know yet. Great teachers, new electives. Show me the way. Are you ready for today's poem? Yes, I am. It's called Harlem by Langston Hughes. What happens to a dream deferred? Does it dry up like a raisin in the sun, or fester like a sore and then run? Does it stink like rotten meat, or crust and sugar over like a syrupy sweet? Maybe it just sags like a heavy load, or does it explode? Wow, so much to feel in that dream poem. Can I read it? Please. Harlem, by Langston Hughes. What happens to a dream deferred? Does it dry up like a raisin in the sun, or fester like a sore and then run? Does it stink? Like rotten meat, or crust and sugar over, like a syrupy sweet. Maybe it just sags like a heavy load, or does it explode? Well read, amazing images in this poem. Can you see and feel each of the little comparisons that he makes to a dream deferred? Yes. Now to defer something, I should ask first. Do you know what that means? To put aside. To postpone, at least. To say, not yet, not yet, not yet. So a dream deferred for a kid might be going on a vacation, getting candy, getting a new bike. And a dream deferred for a community or a whole people might be safety, better schools, being able to vote and get jobs. and. That is certainly something that community of Harlem in New York City, which at the time and still today to a large degree, was and is predominantly Black or African American. So that was in the richest city in the world, New York City, a neighborhood that a lot of people were not given the same opportunities as other people in. So... He's talking about individual dreams, but also that of a whole community. And what does he say about that not yet to those dreams? What might happen? They dry up. They sag. They run away. They crumble. They might even explode. Yeah. That last line of the poem suggests if you keep saying not yet, it might start with shriveling and then move to festering and then to stinking, and then to sagging, but ultimately it's gonna explode. And everybody gets hurt in an explosion, right? Yeah. So does that ring true to you? Yeah. I know how frustrated I get with you about just a sleepover deferred. If you have a whole neighborhood of people who keeps being told not yet to everything they want, that's not fair, and eventually, it's going to start a fight. One thing clever about this poem is it shows you the very first warning signs. 
It's not just about the explosion. It goes all the way back. I guess a raisin can be sweet, bitter, or both. Last segment of the show. Do you have a vexing question for me? Yes, I do. I have a vexing question from a listener named Allegra in New York. Her vexing question is, why is the sky in the solar system black? Why can't it be purple or red? Love it, Allegra. I will take out my telescope, go to the books, get some research, and get back to you ASAP. the answer to Allegra's vexing question. Given the universe is full of stars, it's strange that black is the background color of the night sky and outer space. Yeah, why is it dark if there's so many lights on? One reason is that the universe is huge and may be expanding. So light from most stars hasn't reached Earth yet and may never reach us. Meanwhile, Light stretches as it moves, gradually bringing it out of the visible spectrum, even though we can still detect it as what's called cosmic microwave background radiation. NASA sometimes produces images that try to color in that background radiation. Then you may see purples or reds, even though you can't in person. Cosmic microwave background radiation coloring books, where art in astrophysics combined. You Must Know Everything is produced by me, Jeremy Smith, and her, Rasa Smith, with awesome music by Furniture. Join us on Patreon, shop our store, submit your own vexing questions, and hear more than 100 previous episodes for free at our website, youmustknoweverything.com. Please rate, review, and share the show with friends. And please join us next time for everything you need to know.